recording. Yay. What's up, disc golfers? Joe here with Joe's Disc Golf, hanging out in the studio, having a lot of fun, just trying to get things done. Played a round with my brother-in-law today, and I gotta say, it was a ton of fun because my arm was absolutely destroyed. Uh, and that is that. Is that. Uh, my arm is absolutely killing me. But before I get into that, and while I clean my glasses, I have to talk about our sponsor. And no, it's not a glasses cleaning kit. Uh, that would be too appropriate. That'd be too on the nose. It would be sponsored by Log. What rolls downstairs alone in Paris and over your neighbor's dog? What's great for a snack and it fits on your back? It's Log, Log, Log. It's big, it's heavy, it's wood. It's better than bad, it's good. Log from Blamo. And sorry, RJ, no, there's no invite. I was invited. It was me and my wife and my daughter and my brother-in-law. And we had a good old time. We had a great time playing out there at Shove Park. My arm was dead. So yesterday, this would be Wednesday for those of you keeping track with your at-home calendars, I went out and had some extra free time because the sport I was covering decided for the first hour and a half of their two-hour practice, they were going to watch film and do chalk talk. So there was no point for me to be inside. I went out onto the football field and decided to throw some, and I was feeling great. There was like four or five mile an hour wind. It was flat. It was wide open, and I was having a good time. I started ripping on some discs. Started throwing the Loft Discs Borium, and that did not go so well. That turned into a lot of rollers again. Uh, but I started playing around. I started messing around with my Raider, and just was like, all right, I'm just going to go ham. I'm just going to go all out. Stupid fence is all I can say. That stupid fence that I hit about two feet off the ground. Um, maybe I would have got it. Maybe not. But I threw it 474 feet, according to UDisc. Yes, roast me, internet distance, I don't care. I've used UDisc to measure all of my PRs, and so at least there's some semblance of consistency in the inconsistency. I guess, you know, it is what it is. But threw it 474 feet, that's about 14 feet further than my last PR. Had I not hit that fence, I think I would have cracked the 500 foot club and before you go out and say it there's no way in hell i can throw 500 feet or 450 in a tournament i've thrown 450 twice in a tournament and both of them were with favorable wind conditions but it was a ton of fun to play well fast forward to today and i'm an old man i'm 33 years old and i am an old man because my arm hurt after the first couple holes i was like yeah i'm feeling it and then i'm like oh <laughs> I'm feeling it today. So there's that. Uh, did not go so well. Uh, started out, I was like three for three on birdies, and then, which I thought my daughter was my good luck charm. And I think she was. Um, she was a great heckler at nine months old. She was just heckling the crap out of me. Every time I'd go to throw, she'd start laughing or blowing raspberries or clicking her tongue at me. <sighs> Nothing like getting harassed by a nine-month-old baby. Not a baby. You're the baby. So there was that. And so that was fun. I'm, I'm like I said, an old man. And so we got, after about six, seven holes, it was not good. 
It was not good. Yes, um, RJ, there is a website coming hopefully in July, which is a week away. Dear Lord, I have a lot of work to do on that website. And I'm going out of town this weekend. Oh, crap. Uh, but there will be discgolfhealthy.com where you can find shoulder and elbow and wrist and forearm and all that fun stuff and stretching. And I'll have a disc golf healthy warm up and cool down routine in my free time. I'm working on it, guys. I really am. It is summertime and I'm trying to spend time with the family, get out and disc golf a little bit and produce content for all of you lovely, lovely people out there. You guys are the best. And I just want to say we all care about you. I may or may not have had my QPR training. For those of you who don't know what it is, it is suicide prevention training. I went through it at 9 o'clock this morning, and it is incredibly depressing, to say the least. I mean, it's great training. It's great to recognize all that stuff. But talking about suicide is just horribly depressing. Oh, Nightbot, you got you suck. You suck, Nightbot. Ugh. <sighs> Nightbot is supposed to send out links, but apparently the command does not exist. Eh, that's all right. Should have come to the one I'm hosting. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Who? Well, eh. But I will say that um, nothing like, because um, I'm guessing after that, you'd go disc golfing to cheer everyone up at he has yeah rj is lucky enough where he has a disc golf course right next to where he works legitimately like he has to park in the parking lot of the disc golf course to go to work essentially lucky bastard you farting ice hole but that's all right and nightbot is yelling at me again awesome so before i get too far into this or any further into this we got to talk about the important stuff the intro stuff the stuff that i wrote down so i wouldn't forget we are six minutes in of this recording, and I have to plug the socials, of course, because, you know, there's Instagram and there's Twitter. I'm trying to get more active on both uh, with some moderate success. Uh, that, you can find me at Joe's Disc Golf. There's also a Facebook page, which is basically reposting all the Instagram stuff and podcast stuff. So you can go ahead and do that and go over to Facebook.com slash Joe's Disc Golf. You could go to Joe's Disc Golf. Dot com where you can see and listen to this very podcast right now through the Apple Play thingy embedded in there. You can also check out the Half in the Bag podcast the same way because Half in the Bag is pretty fun. And yours truly had to social host, so, solo host. Words are so hard. It's a good thing I don't host a podcast or anything like that. But yeah, I had to <laughs> I had to uh host all by myself and it was a quick Father's Day one, but that is uh better. Uh there we go. I think I fixed my issues with Twitch or not. Uh hosted that all by myself so you can listen to that. That was about 5 minutes long, give or take, and I was more than half in the bag as you can tell. I was just just half in a good old time but that is so much fun uh so yeah we got that going on uh got that disc golf healthy is coming along trying to get that out there turns out it's a lot more work than i anticipated to get this off the ground but once it is off the ground i will be able to do that and already talked about our sponsor jumped right into that 
What other updates do I have here? Trying to get better at the buy me a coffee behind the scenes stuff. So if you're interested in supporting the channel, either Disc Golf Healthy, which isn't up yet, or joesdiscgolf.com, you can go over there or you can buy some sweet, sweet merch. That is still available. I believe that's all working. And Twitch, you can go jump off a bridge because you are not working. Take a long walk off a short pier, Twitch. Otherwise, Facebook is actually not giving me any issues. YouTube is not giving me any issues. And my recording software, knock on wood, is not giving me issues at this point. Yeah, but uh, other behind-the-scenes stuff that's going on here, working on that fun jazz at the same time, working on getting sound panels up in the basement so this doesn't sound like an echo, 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 chamber, 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 here. And yeah, there's that. Uh, you guys probably can't quite hear it that much through the microphone, through some of the settings, but I promise you it does not sound good. On top of that, working on some sweet, sweet home automation, which I will mute my mic so I don't activate everybody's assistant here, but check this out. Check that out. Lights went off, lights went on. Check this out. For those of you listening through the audio podcast, well, you didn't see anything because uh, what I have done is I figured out how to set up my lights to activate through a Siri command. It's super nerdy, but super awesome, and it looks like witchcraft. You're a wizard, Harry. A hairy wizard. But I guess we shall talk about the preserve. Let's talk about who's not going to be there. According to sources, including RJ, uh, Hannah is not coming out. I don't know why. Uh, she's not going to be playing. Uh, Kristen Tatar will not be there. Uh, at, you might have seen the post on joesdiscgolf.com or through Twitter Wherever you get your news, I highly, I highly recommend heading over to joesdiscgolf.com where you can get your news. Um, I try to keep it updated the best I can. Otherwise, you know, same old, same old. You can go ahead and check that out. But in really quick terms here, what time is it? 10.45. All right. Kristen Tatar is out due to COVID reasons because her boyfriend, Silver Lot, has tested positive. And at the time of recording, uh, she had not tested positive. Uh, not that I'd heard, not that I'd seen on Instagram. Uh, when I originally wrote the article at the same time, same thing. Uh, Silver had tested positive, but unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, Kristen Tatar has not been so positive. She's been quite negative, which in this circumstance is pretty fantastic. So she has canceled her trip to the U.S. She's not coming out for the preserve. She does not have any plans for the immediate future. And who knows if or when she's coming back to the U.S. to play some disc golf. Right now, she's just chilling at home, maybe taking care of Silver. I don't know if they live together or not. I don't know the relationship. I know they're dating, but that's, you know, whatever. That's that's not my business. This isn't uh, Disc Golf TMZ. That is a foundation podcast. 
not a Joe's Disc Golf Podcast. But uh, unfortunately, yeah, she is out. She will not be able to defend her title at the Preserve, where she absolutely spanked the women's field. She bent them over a barrel and showed them the 50 states with beating everybody, beating Paige Pierce by 10 strokes. And then after that, it was another four or five strokes to Katrina Allen, I think. Jessica Weiss was also up there, too. Those are the only couple that were behind or that were um, under par. But uh, Kristen Tatar absolutely dominated, dominated. This is what started her her absolute takeover of the U.S. last year, I believe, if I remember things correctly. Although, actually, the preserve last year was later in the year, so, yeah, whatever. Potato, tomato, it is what it is. So, she will not be here. She is taking time to keep herself healthy, to take care of her daughter, to presumably take care of Silver in however, whatever fashion that needs to be. It sounds like Latitude is behind her. They'd be stupid not to be. And it sounds like everybody's just kind of rolling with it. Um, I did not hear why, and if RJ is still in the chat, I did not hear why Hannah is still is not going to be there. But uh, while RJ may or may not be responding to that, uh, I will find out. I will try to find out. No promises. Uh, we'll talk about the Preserve Preview, which is up on joesdiscgolf.com. Uh, so Preserve is quite a long, long course. It is over 10,000 feet for the men and over 9,000 feet for the women. So let's check this out right here with the Joe's Disc Golf. Boom, boom, boom. What happened last year? Let's, uh, let's finish up what happened last year. Obviously, I told you about the FPO and Kristen Tatar's utter, utter dominance. But on the MPO side, it was a three-horse race between Ricky Wysocki, Eagle McMahon, and Paul McBeth. Ricky won at 35 under, uh, Eagle second at 34 under, Paul McBeth under 33 under takes third. At various points during the round, all three of them were tied, where each one was tied individually. Uh, big shout out to Gannon Burr, who also was 31 down in a fourth place finish at the event. A fantastic top 10 for a, was he 16 at the time? Was he 15? I don't know. Kid was young and it was just, it's just not fair. Very talented, very, very talented kid. Uh, so they are playing the Black Bear layout, which is a safari layout at the Preserve. Uh, this combines the three different courses that they have there, the Lynx, the Red Fox, and the Timberwolf. Normally, the Timberwolf is the hardest course there at over 8,000 feet, par 61. The Lynx is just a bit shorter, same par. And the Red Fox is the family-friendly version, which is shorter and softer on the par. However, it does not mean that it is any, any easier. Um Eagle Macbeth, yes. Uh, that kid is still so young. Hey, RJ, I thought you were doing some research. Come on, producer. Tell me why Hannah was out. You're just kind of slacking off in the chat. God, you're a terrible producer. Off-site producer without a live video feed. It's okay. But no excuses. Cutting your pay for the Half in the Bag Disc Golf Podcast. What's half of nothing? <laughs> uh, all right, so... 
MPO, the course measures in at 10,896. Reverse nice. Feet with a par of 66. The FPO is 9,665 feet. Good job cutting that one foot short. And no excuses, RJ. You should not be playing with your dog on stream. Uh, back injury is what he heard. Henna is out with a back injury. That could be a lot of different things. We could even dive into that. Should I start another podcast called Disc Golf Healthy Podcast where I talk about different injuries and things like that? It might be a monthly podcast because, good God, I cannot handle another podcast, I don't think. But, uh, so yes, back and forth, back and forth, ADD, what's up? Uh, so, uh, the FPO course, like I said, is shorter by about 1,200 feet, which is a good thing. Uh, the MPO and FPO will share, typo, share tees on holes 5, 12, 13, 15, 17, and 18. For the other 12 holes, the MPO and FPO will have different tee locations, but what the nice thing is here is for the most part, they will be trying to execute the same or very similar shot. So it's not just a case of everybody throws from the same tee. For the women, it's a par four versus a par three or par five versus par four, whatever, where you're just trying to throw out distance shot after distance shot after distance shot when they have moved the tees up. And a lot of times they're not even in the way. They're kind of off to the side a bit so they can still set up all the regalia that comes with a Disc Golf Pro Tour, the tent and the signage and all that that fun jazz out there. But they will be able to keep it up for both, and it should not interfere with anybody's play. A couple times, there is a water carry where the men will have to use the FPO as FPOT as a drop zone. So that's going on there. Pretty sweet, in my opinion. Uh, sorry for those of you who think the bit rate sucks, which it does on uh twitch i uh yeah according to pdga stats low back injury for henna and that is not not good not good that can mean a variety of things generally speaking uh just from looking from what i recall off the top of my head with her posture being a younger female athlete i would bet i would put the odds uh, very strongly in the favor of her uh, hips being out of line. Very common injury in runners, uh, but I've seen it across all different sports. Very simple to get it back in. Very, very painful when they're off. You end up with a horrible low back pain. You can't really twist left or right. You do have to get them put back, generally by a chiropractor. You can kind of do a self-manipulation with varying success, but I would recommend just going to a chiropractor, a trusted chiropractor and yes rj every runner ever from now until the end of time good lord uh i hated college cross country just for that fact having to do hips that's the only thing you saw hips and shin splints but that's a whole different story i will not talk about work sort of uh going back to other things that i deal with at work <laughs> low back pain lots and lots of low back pain one of the things that uh when you're doing your disc golf form correctly and you're kind of leaning over a little bit over your hips. Uh, and then with sitting for long periods of time over extended amounts of time. So sitting for multiple hours at a time, days and weeks on end, uh, maybe having a long international flight, maybe, who knows? That could have something to do with it. Uh, 
one thing that can happen is your hip flexors get shortened because they're in that state. And so because of that, you can, that pulls on, long story short, your hip flexors attach, generally speaking, to the front of your legs, to your femur, to that big old thigh bone up towards the top third, top quarter, and they attach to the front of your spine in your low back. When those are tight and when those are inflamed, they pull on your low back and that makes things feel ouchy. That is a professional term. RJ can back me up. Uh, make things feel ouchies. That is kind of where we're at. Uh, there could be a number of other things. I would bet against, like, say, a stress fracture, a low back, a lumbar stress fracture. I would bet against uh, anything disc-related. Obviously, I don't know her family history. I don't know anything like that. So that obviously can factor into it. But generally speaking, I would say hips and hip flexors are out of whack, uh, especially with all the twisting. Uh, quadratus lumborum, QL, it's a low back muscle that uh, you don't really know about it and you don't know, <laughs> you don't really notice it until it hurts. And then you could tell me exactly where that muscle is. Uh, to stretch that, it's kind of weird and awkward. Generally, I would suggest for all the pro players, all the disc golfers out there, you should be doing some kind of yoga, some kind of stretching program. It doesn't have to be crazy long, but I would highly recommend getting those hamstrings, those hip flexors and quads, low back stretches, hip flexor stretches, you know, um, stretches when it comes to there's a small gnat flying around that you may or may not be able to see on camera, and that's why I'm swatting at this. But those are the kinds of things that you would look at to generally fix this. Uh, hopefully, that is something that goes off there. Uh, what else do we have to talk about? What are we talking about? I talked about Kristen. I talked about the preserve. I talked about... What else is this? Is Oh, Slammer. Slammer. Not Slimer, Slammer. Slammer, review, Slammer, review. Developers, developers, developers. Slammer, Slammer, Slammer. All right, so I've collected my thoughts. I will have a more detailed review coming out. The Saki Bomb Slammer. The Slammer in general is an overstable mold. It was discontinued a couple years ago by Dynamic Discs, but... Because Ricky Wysocki wanted a pig-like disc. He liked the thumb track. He eventually did come to like that. He threw the pig really well. He wanted a pig replacement. So they came and brought back the, Saki, the Slammer. But not to be content with that, he needed to slap the Saki Bomb logo on it and make it more overstable. I threw today... Uh, before I completely threw out and destroyed my arm. Uh, drugs are awesome. Thank you, naproxen. Uh, don't take too much naproxen because it will also destroy your stomach lining. I have not had that issue, but uh, my sister-in-law, who's a nurse at a hospital, says that they have a lot of people who come in with ulcers who take naproxen or leave, same thing, every single day. So take it sparingly. I like it instead of ibuprofen because you take two pills instead of for 12 hours instead of 12 pills. Or, well, no, not 12 pills, six pills. Math is hard. Uh, anyway, back to, the, back to that. Uh, so I got a chance to throw a classic slammer, classic plastic, 
a Lucid Plastic Slimer, and the Saki Bomb Orbit Fusion, Orbit Blend, Orbit Royal, whatever plastic that is. I got to throw all three of those today, and the Classic was decent. I say it flew pretty pretty good. The Lucid was actually a little less stable than I thought it would have been. Um, that that was kind of where that was. And then I threw the Saki Bomb Slammer. Holy bejesus. I tried to throw all of them kind of flat. Uh, it didn't quite come out that way. I threw a little bit of an Annie line with the um, uh, Lucid Slammer. The one classic came out pretty flat. The, <laughs> the Saki Bomb Slammer came out on Annie. It anted right away, and that was that. I tried to throw it flat, and it immediately tried to anhyzer out. Um, that one came up about twenty feet short of the pin. The pin was about two hundred and fifty feet, and the other two blew by the pin by about fifteen to twenty feet. Um, just trying to throw them all the same, same wind condition, same everything. Forehand was all about the same. I threw more of a flex line with the Saki Bomb Slammer, and it was absolutely amazing. I also threw it compared to the harp. Now, the harp I was comparing it to was a harp that was in my bag for quite a while, so it is a little less stable than you'd expect. However, it is kind of where I think a harp is, generally speaking. <sighs> I also compared it to a zone, something else in my disc. Uh, it was more stable than the zone that I had, so that was pretty shocking, in my opinion. I wasn't expecting it to be more stable than the zone. I thought they would be right about on par, but I was wrong about that. Anyway, that is what I can say about that. The Saki Bomb Slammer is incredibly stable. It is a great approach disc. It is more stable than the zone. Um, however, I'm sure you'll be able to beat it in decently well, get it to be a zone-like flight. The big difference is it has more of a mid-range feel uh, with that concave uh, uh, rim there as compared to a regular rounded rim that the zone has. So if you don't like that concave feel, you're not going to like the disc. It's just that simple. It's like putting where you like a bead or you don't like a bead or those they're those weird people who like the micro bead. And I think that's one front that us uh, non-bead and pro-bead um, people, putters, can agree that those people are kind of strange. I think they're really, really strange. So, yeah, that is kind of there. That's what that's going on. Uh, if you are in chat, you can always feel free to drop in a question, comment, concern, scream of pain, and as long as it's appropriate, I will read it out on stream, answer your question. We can try to have a discussion, even though there is a bit of a latency issue. Don't forget to smash the like button if you're watching live or if you're watching this on YouTube because that really helps out. The algorithm hates me because I started getting momentum and then stopped producing videos for a few months when my daughter was born. I don't regret that decision at all. However, the algorithm's like, shame, shame, shame on you. We're going to keep punishing you because that one time for three months, you didn't upload anything. And now it is six months after I started again, and we still don't trust you. YouTube algorithm has trust trust issues. So, uh, yeah, that is, that's kind of that. So there is some fun stuff. You can also join the Discord, so Discord server, which you can find at Linktree. Uh, slash Joe's Disc Golf. 
From there, you can find all the links to everywhere, socials, website, um, support, as well as the Discord server. I try to be active in there. We are a growing community. It is growing slightly larger by the day. And if you want to talk about disc golf, if you want to talk about anything, we have channels for everybody. Whether you want to talk about tournaments, whether you want to talk about uh, technique or any breaking news, uh, we can set up other channels. We have a general chat channel. I could set up other stuff where, you know, if topics come up and it seems to be clogging up the general chat, we can we can uh, slide you on over to other things. We also have voice channels and people can talk to each other like human beings. Human beings. That's what we are. We are all a bunch of people out here. But I believe, unless anybody has any questions, comments, concerns, screams of pain, anything like that, that is all I have for right now. The summer has been absolutely crazy for me. I'm trying to keep up with all the disc golf news, reviews, and all that fun jazz. News, reviews, and rants, if I can borrow a phrase from a different YouTube channel that I've caught a few episodes here of. Uh, try to get out there more. Trying to get uh, stuff. I'm going to experiment with some uh, videos. I don't want to say daily, uh, but as news happens. So as I kind of talked about last week, you know, the Simon stuff came up. That would be its own separate video where I talk about, talk about it for like 10 minutes or so. And then we can go into more depth, a more back and forth conversation here on the channel where you guys can look at some of the videos in a nice bite-sized format. And then we can talk about it here. So yeah, I think that about does it. That is a shorter episode here, clocking in at about a half hour. But don't forget... You can always find me on social media. Tweet at me, Instagram at me, DM me, anything. I will try to get back to you. I'm on Reddit. I may or may not be responding to your post randomly as I see it. I just happen to check it whenever. I'm also on uh, the internet at joesdiscgolf.com. Check out discgolfhealthy.com. That should be up and running here hopefully in the next week or so. Fingers crossed, people. Fingers crossed. There's a lot of work to do. And uh, not a lot of time to do it. But that is that. Thank you all for watching. As always, if you get a great tree kick, don't forget to thank Treesus. And if you get kicked deeper into the woods, well, you need to reflect and repent because you have transgressed against Treesus. And we need to uh, repent and reflect for our sins there. Uh, as always, I've been Joe. You've been awesome. Thanks for watching. And I can't wait to see you all in the next video.